Listening to KBOO Portland. The time is seven o'clock, and next is Combined Culture Radio. Stay tuned. KBOO Community Radio is 50. We are celebrating our birthday with a big street fair and party on August 11th from noon to 10 p.m. here at 20 Southeast 8th Avenue in Portland, Oregon. We'll be broadcasting live bands all day and have an open house celebrating 50 years of KBOO. There will be a reunion from 2 to 5 during the street party for folks looking to see KBOO volunteers from other eras. So save the date. Saturday, August 11th, to celebrate the 50 years of KBOO with your community radio station. KBOO Portland. KBOO hosts a monthly film series called KBOO at the Clinton, hosted by the Clinton Street Theater. This month, we'll screen the film Undocumented on Thursday, August 9th at 7 p.m. Undocumented is a documentary about a 13-year-old who travels from Colombia to join his parents in America and his life becoming a surgeon. It is a story of struggle, loss, danger, courage, and love. Again, that's a film screening of Undocumented, Thursday, August 9th at 7 p.m. at the Clinton Street Theater, 2522 Southeast Clinton Street in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events.
And we're back enjoying a, another Wednesday afternoon, evening. Summer. In the summertime. And that was Feels Like Summer by Childish Gambino. Another smooth joint. And I'm going to let this beat ride out. But who we got in here today? <laughs> <laughs> we got the return. Hey, what's happening, everybody? The prodigal son. It's, uh, it's been a cool minute. Happy to be back here. Combined Culture Radio. It's Anthony. Yes, sir. Ooh. Oh, the me. It's me. It's me. It's uh, it's your co-host, Jalen. I'm, I'm here in the flesh, in sweat, in skin. That was a little bit too much. All right. Yeah, that was kind of... Repping Oakland today. Gross to visualize. <laughs> and once again, Victor is here Victor late. Is, and he, once again, he shows up. I was, hey, he's right on time. I was on bro. time, was so right I don't know right what you're talking time. about. Don't try to expose me on live radio. Man. So everybody is... He's just saying because he got Victor. a fresh cut, he can talk how <laughs> This is a week old. It's not too fresh. It's uh, Kobe. It's Kobe. It's Kobe. Today. I don't know who Victor is. I don't know who Victor is either. There's one more guest. He's dead to me. Our host. Hi, this is Kayla. Who just found a Airbnb spot in the Bahamas. Hey. I did. Who? For $200 a night. Is it a $200 a night? That's a lake. Something like that. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's a nice place. Compared to those other prices. That I know, know, right? And like Superhost, like good reviews. I'm into it. Man, there you go. So Gotta what, book what? it. Now probably when are you guys going down there? Bruh, September 7th through the 15th. Okay. Bye. W1. <laughs> she said bye. That's such a long trip. Yay. What is that, eight days? That's a long trip, bro. Are you mad that you're going to be in the Bahamas for eight days? <laughs> nah, I'm not mad at all, bro. <laughs> you sounded like kind of butt. That's a long trip. You know, if you want someone to take your spot, you that's know, a, I'll gladly, I'll hey, gladly slide on that flight, man. Hey, man, I'm just saying. I don't know if I can have fun that I'm long. just saying September's going to be dummy lit, bro. We got nominated or we got an opportunity to get our film through your eyes screened at the Long Beach Indie International Film Festival. Hey. Shout out. You know what I'm saying? Clap it up. And Long Beach Indie International Film Festival. Mm, you know congratulations. Yeah, first one, bro. First one. So I hopefully he wasn't we, out here just doing nothing. Yeah, man. So hopefully we take home some awards. That's August 29th through September 2nd. Trophy. And then five days later. That's in Long Beach, so you know we're going to be chilling out there. Then all of a sudden, September 7th, take to the Bahamas, come back the 15th. Then on September 27th, we head to San Diego, back down to SoCal for the Beyonce and Jay-Z concert. Mm. Yay. I went to San Diego for that. That's cool. Yeah, dummy lit, man. So, bruh, what we're going to talk about today is uh, bigger picture stuff um, as far as Victor he raised a popular question on social media this week that says, does Portland have culture? And we'll get there into there, but let's talk mm. about LeBron James, man, and what he's done. Let's let's kind of go around the table. We never you know? talked and, about that. And to those, he, it never. just happened two days ago. That's why we didn't talk about it. No, anything that he's done. I'm saying, what happened? I don't even know what happened two days ago. You know me. I, wait, <laughs> what? I don't know what happened to what happened two days ago. Oh, bro. Well, yeah, let me know. inform the view. The oh, audience he built here. it. He made a score. Let me inform the audience team. here because Jalen sometimes. No, I saw that. 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 I get CNN updates. They let me know things like that. So pretty much, um, LeBron James. He opened a school. Anthony, if you could pull it up real quick, what will that school have? It will have what was it? Free bikes. Um, it's in Cleveland. Right? A lot of free stuff. It's called the I Promise School, which just opened up on Monday. It's going to serve uh, 240 uh, students, kind of in the neighborhood that LeBron grew up in in Akron, Ohio. And essentially, it's a public school, right? So it's not meant for kids who are doing well. It's meant for at-risk kids who yep. come from tough backgrounds and need some help, um, you know, to get through the schooling and system and maybe get on to college. Absolutely. So they're going to have longer school days. They're going to have uh, everything's going to be free when you get to campus. So in terms of obviously the classes, but um, like you said, transportation and food, and, you know, a lot of the things that people maybe take for granted are going to be be out there at the I Promise School. So It's a public school? Public school. That he opened? That he opened. How do you... It's 
So he partnered with uh, their public school system there. Oh, that's, and, that's and, cool. And was able that's to cool. okay. yeah get that connected. I'm just saying because usually like you can't have control over things if it's like through the public. I was talking to my homie about this. Like you can open up a private school like whatever. Like you can open that up tomorrow. But like a public school, you got it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Like that, you don't just you don't just sleep one night, wake up the next morning, a public school gets built. You know, I I like almost don't like that as public just because like the weird stuff that's been happening with public schools lately. He could have made it what private and made it free for kids. I mean, I don't know if he could have, but like, just saying, bro, like the college control curriculum and, and stuff piece. like that. I like, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm not saying I'm completely against it. I'm just saying like, there's room for like that to go south. You know, like a lot of public schools have been made out of really good intentions, and like there's some in Portland that are just trash now, that were once good. I'm that's all Bruh, I'm saying. I'm, but then at the same time, we don't know how Akron's public school system is. So it's like they could their their school system could be perfectly fine, which is why he felt like felt comfortable enough to create it as a public school rather than a private school. True. I and I'm pretty true. sure it's not it's 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 not just gonna be like where any willy nilly like anybody is oh yeah, I'm just going to LeBron James school next year. It's like Well you have to be in the neighborhood. Yeah, I'm exactly. Pretty, yeah, yeah, I'm and I'm also pretty sure that you gotta go through a couple of steps and process. I'm gonna go to LeBron James school. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> I just want to see LeBron James roles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I think it's more than that. Yeah, LeBron, nah, man. it's not like that, bro. But yeah, I mean, it's just I'm not gonna lie. Like I've, from a, a sports standpoint, I you know you could respect LeBron James, you know, for what he's done. But I don't, as a Warrior fan, I don't respect his. I don't respect his game. He's cool and all, you know. He's he's a solid player, but what it's does just that like, mean as a Warriors fan, I don't respect because, him. bro. He's just I've just seen him do some like petty stuff that's just uncalled for and unsportsmanlike. Unsportsmanlike, like, like, bro. It's just, he hasn't done anything. But at the end of the day, he shakes up everyone and like, and it, and it's like there's no pettiness. Like at the end of the day. You gotta be kidding me, bro. Nah, it, it's I don't know it maybe be, bro. It's just because as a Warriors like, fan, you should be able to put all of that aside. No I gotta go with you're Vitch a Warrior fan. I gotta go with that. I gotta go with Vitch on that one. You guys, you guys won three out of the four times. But I'm you guys just trying played. to say, What's bro. But he's all right. So look, he's not going down. Yeah. In my opinion, he's not going down as one of the greatest because. What? I mean, he is. He is, but he's not. What? He's not better than Jordan or Kobe. Yes, and he the, is. No, he's not. Oh my God. We're not about to go into you this wanna, discussion. Oh, We're Jordan talking about a school. Let's stay focused on with Jordan. School. Hold on. Let Let's. me just answer, answer this question. Would Jordan or Kobe quit on Game Four like he did? Hold on. Have you seen the teams that LeBron has played with and had to carry on his back? Bro, that uh, are you serious? Kobe, Kobe and Jordan Kobe, had Kobe. Kobe and, oh listen, my! Kobe and Jordan Kobe had way not, more. Kobe had Parkinson. Why is this happening? And Lamar Odom and Bruh, like what? He had Kevin Love. Listen, Kevin no, Love is that's it. The Kevin Love, who the Cavs didn't even know how to properly utilize. <laughs> Tyron, we're not about to get into this. Anyway, anyway. Does Jordan care about kids like LeBron does? Bro, I'm I'm saying on the court, bro. I'm not talking about off the court. I'm saying on the court. I'm not talking about off the court, bro. This is... Bro, it's whatever. But anyway, bravo for LeBron doing it for the kids, which is clean. That's dope. Cool, cool. I think a lot of people, like, like to put their name in front of stuff. And you could tell LeBron is actually 100% invested. Right. And the fact that, like, he has no obligation to do what he's doing and the fact that i mean he's in akron right now like he i, I read this morning he's practicing at st vincent st mary's high school where he played high school ball yep. so you know like he's so invested in the place where he came from and yeah. even though he recently we and we all know he just left to go to the lakers like the fact that he's Wish still I got some swag you new jerseys definitely bro they definitely. look exactly the same to no, me. Right. Right. No, they look, they the same. look like the night you gotta look at the 90s one they look yeah, just yeah. like the 90s jerseys. yeah you know? yeah that Okay, I didn't mean like the ones from last year, but like they didn't look new to me, is what I'm saying. Like nah, they they do. the side panel too. It's like the most minute detail. But you know, we can't talk to Jalen about it. I know <laughs> because, <laughs> because like, like because you don't understand. The Lakers have consistently had pretty much the exact same jersey year after year. So yep. this is like okay, even like, though it's it's like a minor still, change with like, like with the with the block like, block numbering and then the side panel color change, it's kind of a big deal. It because I don't the, understand the Lakers don't change their jersey. They're yeah. just one of those organizations, like the Celtics. Yeah. The Celtics have literally yeah, had green and white jerseys true. for the past forever, thirty years. You yeah. know, so like that's I, I love them. I love I think them they're too, pretty bro. dope. I, I don't even change them on St. Patrick's Day. They don't. They just <laughs> add gold instead of white. 
Nah, they already I got thought... that for the clover on the mid court, don't they? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm so they don't. Yeah, they don't need. Nah, bro. Yeah, it, it's. I love the new jerseys, bro. Yeah, I love the new jerseys. It's gonna look. They gonna like. Because it just makes sense with Magic Johnson at the helm, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah, like going Lonzo. back to the Showtime yeah. style it, jersey. It's like, about it's, to be lit. Yeah. It's about to be lit. Now, one thing I did want to ask y'all, and Michaela made a, a good point of not wanting to watch it uh, this past week was mm, the Trayvon Martin. The Trayvon Martin thing. I didn't want to watch it either. Why? Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Because okay, so, it's like, are they going to continue to tell the same story? Are they doing reenactments? Let me ask y'all what? a question. What, what's this? Why, why don't I be here? I'm glad I come to this radio <laughs> station because I don't be knowing nothing about what's going on. Jeez. What is this? What's, what network? Pretty much. No, dead serious. Futurama was the last time when I was over there. Yep, Futurama. Futurama was on. Wow, that's not Rick and Morty. Yep. I like to just melt my brain when I get home. That's not, that's not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> the world, the, the world, there could be a big old earthquake here in Portland. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's an earthquake here? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, don't I was know. in I my was, basement. I was asleep. I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> there was an alien invasion. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, so pretty much like so, LeBron James, executive produced, and I think his team like brought it to life. Was it, it was Jay Z. It was Jay Z. It was Jay Z. Yeah. My yeah. bad. It, my bad. LeBron's on his mind. LeBron's on the mind. They're both. But nah, they're both doing like. Yeah, no. They're both. LeBron doing, was yeah. involved. He was exec- executive producing something else that's about to come out. But, but basically, yeah. like. Jay Z did this whole Trayvon Martin story, and it got every, all the rappers, everybody, celebrities were talking about it. They were promoting it. Yeah. And literally, I didn't take the time to watch it, but it's like, bruh, how many times are we gonna see the Trayvon Martin story? And why did why didn't you watch it? Because I know why Michaela didn't watch it, but why didn't you take the time to watch it? Um, because revisiting that is too infuriating, and I just kind of don't want to be reminded of what happened and how much it's like affected me as a black man in America so it was to me like I'm glad that it's being brought back and like pushed to the forefront by media and then with like Jay-Z and everything but uh, I'm I'm not really interested in hearing more about it you know i feel is like there, I, I is feel there like any I far we can go bro i feel like we've heard all the well i, I feel like with point, so what's the point the point is to get more insight on like what yeah, happened yeah i think it's just more like more insight that wasn't discussed on like mainstream media right yeah okay because uh, he he had like private investigators that yeah. were looking more into it into the case um because it even got to the point where Zimmerman, he stalked one of those investigators and ended up getting charged for that, but whatever. <laughs> He's a weirdo. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's mainly what it was, just the the further insight of of the whole story. And I think it was more from his family's... Like, uh, their perspective. Yeah. And how long yeah. was it? It'll definitely be something I should I think it's kids, like I it. think it's a mini series. A mini series. Yeah. Oh, so it's not just like one little No, no, no. no. Oh, uh, is this somebody calling? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. What's going on? Hey. What's going on, Al? Hey, why aren't you talking about Clyde the Blide? Sorry, what was that? Clyde Rexler. Clyde. Oh, Showtime. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got so confused. Hey, oh, hey. You're talking about LeBron, Clyde the Glide. Then he was just one tiny bit less than Jordan. So so you're, you're considering him one of the greatest players of all time? Well, I, I'm just saying Clyde was, was like so good. Nobody's talking about him. Nobody it, remembers him. That That's is, true. That is true. Actually. And he was ba- he was played for the Blazers, right? Yeah, yeah he played for the mm-hmm. Blazers yeah, and he he won some here. some championships and then, then he with the went Rockets. Down to, uh, oh, for uh, real. To Houston, right? Yep. Yeah. And and got and then that's where he got his ring. Yep. Dang, I forgot. About Clyde that. was actually a great that's, player. That's all I really got to say. But uh, you know, you got to you know give, give some props. Oh, yeah, cool. definitely. Hey, th- thanks for reminding us. Yeah. yeah. Shout out, shout out, that yeah, especially for especially yeah for Blazers fans. He's. He's a staple in Blazers right. history. Thank you. Thank you for that, Al. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. <laughs> um, Michaela. Yeah. Why didn't you want to watch the? Do you feel like it's necessary for Jay Z to do this? 
Um, I mean, I didn't watch it, so I feel like I can't say if it was necessary for it to be done, but I'm just tired of watching things about, like, black people being killed, so I just, like, didn't want to be upset by that, and it just, like, gives me, like, flashbacks of, like, you know, like, my friend being killed, so I just don't watch that type of stuff. I just don't want to see it. I see it every day. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. I mean, but do we... Necess- like is it good for for these stories to be told though like is it is it okay for a person to get killed and then just not tell their story in a way i definitely think um i mean judging by what victor said is it sounds like it's an important documentary um it's I also feel like it's one that's just like too soon type of things like that was what how long ago, like five, years ago. five years ago like i don't know i feel like documentaries like this usually get produced like 20 years after things happen which like i mean it's glad i'm glad they got private investigators now while like the information's still fresh and stuff but i don't know i feel like it's something that like you'll go back to maybe later on and show like educate your kids or something like that or someone who doesn't know about like the youth what do you think about it i feel we were saying though it kind of cuts deep you know what i'm saying it's like one of those things is like you're kind of interested to get like victor mentioned more of that insight mm-hmm. but at the same time like it's kind of like you get mad bro. yeah like, like, it, it's it not going no like, it, to make you happy after watching that right um yeah. like even when i watched fruitvale station when that came out yeah. like that was like a movie right but it was you know how Os- oscar again. grant got killed i mean you know we're from the bay uh-huh. right like we we know that fruitvale station very well like yeah every time i go back on bar like i'm like damn like that's where it happened yeah, yeah right, right the, there doing the same you know what thing, i'm saying bro. and it's just uh it's just one of them things so you know uh i'm sure the people you know jay-z and those guys have good intentions while while they're doing it so there's no knocks from that end but uh just from like a psyche perspective like man like yeah I don't it's know like traumatizing I yeah just yeah, like getting up yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's tough and i feel did you ever watch any of the khalif browder story the other show that jay-z had yeah so they put it on netflix did it just go on netflix no it's it's Mm -hmm. been on there but the the show had released it was either beginning of this year or at the end of last year Mm -hmm. and it was just kid in new york that was put in jail pretty much for no reason uh and was stuck in jail and killed himself right yeah and that was another show, yeah, another show that Jay Z had executive producing. I I, I'm, I'm, I didn't really know much. Tired, I'm getting tired of this role, executive produce, because I feel like executive produce, like you're just throwing your name on something. Invested. I mean, I feel like someone, like, someone like him. He's he's not one of those like activists that are they that puts himself in the forefront. He's more like in the background mm-hmm. because he definitely wants or has been vocal about yeah. these issues. Um, so I, I feel like he has the rightful title of that. Um, but it's like going back to that, that show, I mean, I was only able to watch one episode. It was it was also another miniseries. So that's kind of like the same formula with the yeah. Trayvon Martin thing. And I think it's only like four or five episodes, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't watch it. I couldn't continue to watch it. I was really interested in the story because I had never heard of it before. But it was just like knowing where it was leading to mm-hmm. and seeing the damage that was done, not only to Khalif Browder himself, but his family and knowing how wrongful the the um judicial system is especially in new york mm-hmm. you know it was just it was it was too much it, it was as simple as that so i don't i look the khalif brought it i mean that was still kind of recent too but i mean some years have passed as well mm-hmm. it was it's just kind of hard to to watch that i really appreciate the insight mm-hmm because like some people may not know too much about Trayvon Martin some people may not know too much about Khalif Browder mm-hmm. um, Oscar Grant you know you can list goes on and on yeah, that could be there could yeah, be a Sandra Bland one in a couple of years you know there needs like, to be. I just don't uh, want to see Fox News get a hold of this nah they won't because it's on it's on a Paramount network and Paramount is I'm pretty sure tied with I'm just saying I don't NBC want it to be a topic that they talk about oh uh, I mean, they always be. Um, I don't know if because of who's behind it, 
and the networks that's on and I don't I feel I like it, they don't it, want that smoke it's, yeah I mean <laughs> it's because what else can they say about it you know that it's a show that's being released and I don't know. They come up with some dumb stuff. To they, say. Do. I think, <laughs> they do. I think there's enough saying. political uh, news going on. That right, it's probably true. not at the top yeah. of their mind yeah. even yeah. anyway. So, true, true. No, the only reason why I ask these questions is because, like, recently with the whole Nia Wilson thing happening um, last week, like I've been thinking about. That's so crazy. Yeah, if you read deeper into the story, it's, it's wild. But if you read deeper into the story about her character and who she was, like, bro, she was going places. She was a she was saving lives. She saved her or she could. Her friend died in her arms. Um, her boyfriend had drowned the year before that. Whoa. She wanted to be a paramedic. She like purposely said to people like she wants to help save people's lives. Like it's a crazy story. But the only reason why I bring up like all this stuff about Trayvon Martin and all that is because like me and my homies were like we've been thinking about doing trying to do a feature film like around her. Just kind of like how Oscar Grant was with Fruitvale Station, um, because her story, bro, is just it's once you read deeper into the articles and you hear about the person that she was, like this is like a young, eighteen-year-old girl who loved like fashion and beauty, and she was so positive, and she she was a little rapper, like she was just like a like a positive girl, bro. Yeah. And know? I I do like that the media. A good amount of the media was able to bring more positive light to who she was. Have I mean, you been all, reading who she was. Yeah, the mm-hmm. like, only negative thing I saw was like that the phone case that yeah, would look like a gun. You yeah. know, that was like the only thing. But um, I started seeing articles like pretty much what you was just talking about, yeah, like who little, she was and you know, who she wanted to be. What up? um, how bigger dreams were like. I mean, I, I I appreciated that. What exactly was the deal with the dude who killed? Like, he's just a white supremacist yeah, yeah, yeah. Much. I never like read in too much about his yeah. case but he just yeah uh, I, I saw him you know what's crazy give a look was it do, should we say allegedly in that case or no uh, but uh, I listened to a podcast I don't want to get too into this because it was really it was really interesting but it was uh, called why why we hate I think that's what it was called but it was real. It was real intense. They, the uh, the guy like interviewed like former white supremacists and like how they like adopted that mindset and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a show. It's crazy. And like, yeah. So I what, what were cool. some of the driving factors behind that? Uh, it's usually like people will get recruited to those groups who like maybe are neglected by their peers yeah. or parents. It's and just then like a gang. It's yeah. It's like a gang. It's like they'll reel you in when you're young and vulnerable and like that's your support system and you don't want to do any wrong to them so you accept the values that they put onto you. Now where that evil actually originates is you know you could dive into that but so would you say it's a system in which that's looking at like getting these people and like would you say like to go they they go so far to know that they're being hateful or is it one of those things where it's like we're just doing what's right for the community like at what point do you think is being accepted i guess is what i'm asking well the crazy thing is from just shows that I watch or, you know, interviews, whatever, there are many that don't even think what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Well, that, that's the kind of the point I'm trying to make. Right. Like, nobody oh, okay. nobody I'm, really I'm thinks I'm saying like what, what happens being, is, right. bro, is like, think about this mindset, right? I'm not trying to like say like you would do this, but I'm saying like try to enter their mind. If you're a vulnerable young person with no friends, right? Someone sh- shows up and is nice to you, right? Yeah. And they tell you, oh, you should take pride in these things and this and that. So they start off with like that. And then, then you start like preaching other concepts like, oh, these are these people are less superior to you. Like they are wrong for being here. They need to go back to whatever. You adopt those things because like these are the only people who have showed you love. Right. You're not going to reject them if they show you love. And so you accept them along with their values and you invest in them. Now, the particular person that they talked with um, who like became a former member who like mm-hmm. quit, um, he was telling that like, the reason why he stopped was after he had a kid with like this lady he fell in love with um she like she helped change his life and then like he was describing like after he saw his kid he became overwhelmed with love again and like kind of like was able to block out the hate and like return to his original stuff because one important thing i took away from it was like hate is taught you know you can't you can't be born innately hating yeah, right? yeah. somebody or some not it even has to a be specific person like a, yeah by a group. it's it's taught so 
and it can be untaught. That's real interesting. Yeah. The fact that he at like, least I, I firmly believe out. it could be unt- untaught. So I think it can too. And um, I, I wish I can remember what the show that I watched was, but it was a uh, it was a white supremacist. He had men in jail and everything, and whoever the host was. Um, Kamasi Bell. I would have to. I would have to look it up. But uh, pretty much just through dialogue, you know, tried to figure out his reasoning of why he's always felt this way and everything, yeah. and yeah. showed him how he can pretty much reverse that way of thinking, you know. And and when it came down to it, it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have to think this way. I mean, it's not yeah. necessary for me to think this way because it's crazy. that's not how everyone lives. Like Jalen said, it's got to start somewhere. Like, you it don't does. just, right. like, pop out or, like, you right. don't just wake up one day, like, yo, I'm going to hate. Right. Like, <laughs> and, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> it don't work like that. I mean, like, a, a, lot of these, somewhere. a lot of these, uh, these like, hate-directed things, like, I don't, like I said, I don't want to get too into this, but they, they came from, like, very early, like, pre-industrialization concepts that were, like, economically beneficial to a certain society you mean not getting people to buy in yeah so you're like if we can dehumanize this group we can use them for free labor and yeah all of our homies back home will, will be okay with it it's pretty much how it started but uh, another interesting point that came up in that podcast i want to mention was uh there was uh they went to rwanda and you know the hutus and the titsis i don't remember how to pronounce it but Wait, say it again. the hutus and the titsis we watched Rwanda. The, I forgot. The, I forgot what the two oh. groups are called, but um, they were talking about like this lady. She like they interviewed her, and her neighbor like murdered her uh, husband and children, and she forgave him, and like they still are friends. And, oh like, wow! I was like, what? Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's, I, like I don't. That's that's crazy. But yeah, very inspiring. Check it out. So, bruh, oh, sorry, real it. quick. His name was W. Kamal, Kamal Bell. Who's that? He's he's a, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. He's a comedian. He's a comedian, but then he also had this show where he just explored like different types of cultures and things like that. Oh, he bet. actually had an episode in Portland. Oh, bet. Yeah, about the gentrification in Portland. Oh, well, you know what? Speaking of perfect- Portland and culture. <laughs> That is the Victor, perfect man. lead in. But you know what? We're going to let this song play. <laughs> <laughs> Last Night or Late Night in Kawhi by Childish Gambino and Jaden Pick. Jaden Smith. I was, was going to say Jaden Pickett Smith. <laughs> Close enough. We were looking at the stars, and this girl was laying next to me. And the blanket that we had was it had stars on it as well. So it looked like we were just floating in an abyss. Honestly, when I see your face, I just smile, I guess. <laughs> I mean, our cars came and the lights were on on the, so we could see what the waves look like. I'll be waiting here on the sand. I remember that first night, you were wearing a Power Ranger black t-shirt. So was I, a different color. So was Moy and his brother. Not as pure, so insecure. But times have changed. But really, we just looked up at the stars for a couple hours. Turned off all the lights on the cars. The world was ours, it was yours. It was mine. Time flew by like it was prime time and I'm inside of life. You shouldn't be my wife, you should just be with me on this beautiful night. Maybe we can make things right and we can do it without any spite. But just for tonight. And we hope it doesn't end. So we'll drive back to our homes, chilling with our friends. Falling like Jabari Parker. They say I look like him. If we met, bet it would be awkward. Break out the suit of fit. Cause the flow cold, like a soco. I was, I was, I was in John Lennon. Where my Yoko? It's that call your grandma. You ain't ready yet. Verbal mania. I'ma show you the illest. Get my cousin to kill it. Had a flow, but you steal it. I'm in the mood, so we fall out. Got the top down in the back. We could fall out. We could 
fall out, we can, we can fall out Your girlfriend push a Prius, she giving me that genius Mensa, we that Tony Danza Wine on the rug, man, you know dispensive I'm on that Willy Wonka, green so Blanca Vape so good in the pot like lobster I'm a monster, I'm a monster, man I got this beat, I'm going hand like a cop car That's unless you see me pulling up on the boulevard Turn them flashing lights, at least you know who you really are We are becoming God, we are becoming God 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 This ending's the best for me But I can't leave you behind You know that I never wanted to see What's on your mind Listen to them vocals Oh man, you sound like a a, a crying owl, a, a dying mm, something. <laughs> exactly something. So the show is called United Shades of America. That's I've heard of that. Yeah, it was a really good yeah. show. I, I didn't good. know that it was still Sounds going. Like um, is it started in 2016, April 24, 2016? But actually, the third season just began back in the end of April. Exciting, but yeah, yeah. So we came to Portland and about culture and blah blah blah. Let's get on that segue uh, again. About gentrification. Nah, we talked about gentrification last week, but oh, no, let's, okay. yeah, that's true. We did. We yeah. did. It's bound to come up if we're going to talk about it is culture in Portland, up, but, but it's not going to be as from different. the three amigos who have lived in Portland their whole life. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does Portland have a culture? I'll let you go first, Michaela. Does wait? We, I thought your question was on Instagram. Does Portland have a black culture? Did I read that wrong? I was okay. So I had it. It was kind of like it was a very broad question because I just wanted to see who voted. So I had like a yes or a no. So and it, I, was, I wanted it, was, to see. it was one of those story votes. Like yeah, it was one yeah, of the story yeah, votes. Yeah. So it was. It was. Do you think Portland has has culture? Oh, I guess and black culture. so. That's what I looked at it as, but then since I didn't like specify, it was also from just like a broad perspective. That's it's like, literally what I said before you came here. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so what it like? I didn't. What I didn't did people specify. vote? Um, mostly people voted no. Out of like I think like forty votes, it was it was probably. Oh, I think I, I think I still yeah I think I still have the results. Um, what was the standard deviation? On the- <laughs> staff I haven't heard. I haven't heard. I really haven't heard that since like high school. <laughs> I was a science major, bro. I heard the that last year. Uh, it's still it's still fresh. Uh, that's that, that's uh, that college really, man right that's there. That's really funny. Uh, did you uh, did it reject the normal so, hypothesis? <laughs> so twenty nine people voted. No, and 23 po- voted yes. That's, That's pretty, pretty close. close. That's pretty close. It was, well, when I have posted the results, because I didn't wait until the 24 hours. Uh, yeah. When I posted the results, it was more wait. Like, oh, it was got a you, got difference. you, got you. So it, like, it started to catch up. Um, but then I just wanted to see, like, demographic-wise, like, who voted yes and who voted no. Age group, ethnicity, you know, things like that. Bring just to, Because then it kind of makes more sense of like from their perspective you sure, know because you, you really so just did a research like, uh, ig research i did i did i broke it down with ethnicity i had time i had time at work yeah i had time at work and i like my brain was just like like i couldn't it was just all over the place wow, hey, man, that's um, cool that's cool so so let's talk about it right go ahead I'm gonna go first. You should. Yeah, I'm gonna tag myself in. Clap. Mm, I'm in. Okay. Um, there's definitely if you're gonna talk about culture in a broad sense, like there's there's culture here. Like, it's a culture. I mean, if you look up the definition of culture, it's like it's here. Like, I don't think it's possible to just have no culture at all. Like, I don't even know what would that even look like. I don't know. Go just to everyone Dakota. doing their own thing. <laughs> they go to and North Dakota. Dakota. I don't. I mean, they probably even they got probably, culture out yeah, there. That's what I'm got, saying. Like, 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 culture. Co- culture is like. I mean, there's no like super accepted definition, but like pretty True. much, it's like a group or society of people that like participate in similar like customs and values and stuff like that. Like, there's things that are 
like branded Portland, you know, like there's right. there's certain things that like you think of when you say Portland, like Tevin said kombucha and naked bike rides and yeah. and and voodoo donuts. Like there's there's stuff like and that, weed. like and and <laughs> weed and and marijuana, mm-hmm. all all the good stuff. Um, but you know, if you want to talk specifically about black culture, it's it's a it's an interesting topic because I mean. I would say that they're. De- I remember experiencing when I was younger, like growing up in Northeast slash North Portland, because like I'm the border. But like when we used to have good in the hood, like the whole neighborhood used to be there. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like I got flashbacks of that when we did the dodgeball tournament. Yeah, uh, for Brendan's. Yeah, yeah, when we it had the dodgeball like tournament for Brendan's thing, because it was like all these people that like we grew up with, all minorities, like all together doing stuff for charity playing dodgeball having good fun like it was that was what like summers used to be like i remember as a kid yeah like there'd be multiple events not just good in the hood right and i don't know i feel like we kind of lost that i mean i don't know what happened with all that i mean you could say gentrification was definitely part of it like a lot of people had to move out yeah you know generations grew up moved on no one really took it over i don't really know what caused it but there's not really much i feel like personally that holding the black community together in terms of culture in Portland I agree I, as far as as far as it being a it's not a tight knit community it's not it's 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 kind of like loosely knit right. <laughs> it's, it's loosely knit like you're do you feel like y'all like anybody a kid who grows up here maybe who's black might be feel lost growing up here yes absolutely so, what are you gonna do for your nephew, bro? Um, what? Wait, what do you mean? Wait, what? What was the question again? Like, do you feel like a kid growing up here in Portland, like right, current, currently, current kids. is gonna feel lost, especially as an African American? I don't. I wouldn't say lost because if you have never experienced the culture, then you wouldn't necessarily be like there's nothing lost. to compare it to be nothing that you lost you know and then well, they also, go to the outside world though if they go to the outside world then they'll you know learn new things then about they would you have know, their to cultures. adapt they i mean they can adapt they could go wherever they want well no i mean i'm saying if you were to be immersed into black culture yeah if you if you if you wanted if you were a black individual that grew up in portland and had a lack of black culture and went somewhere else and you wanted to be a part of the black culture there then yes you would have to adapt but that's your choice you did don't you have feel, to did you feel lost at times in dc with certain things or not virginia no yeah, <laughs> i feel yeah, like and that, that's another thing uh <clears throat> kids can like say current kids like their family could teach those values to them that teach that culture to them because i mean there's people who lived in portland and say they might not even be from portland they may have grown up in the south or in the east coast and they moved to portland so Mm -hmm. they're familiar with it and they can pass that along to the next generation so i feel like i mean my family one side of the family from born and raised in portland and other side born and raised in Cali but I mean I feel like they were able to properly prepare me so once I got to Virginia it was like this ain't nothing I mean there's there's more black people but like that it it wasn't it wasn't an issue for me to adapt it was Mm -hmm. was just like I feel like I was able to just blend right in and have no issue whatsoever Mm -hmm. I would say it's more it's less of like a of a like like you're asking Victor if you felt lost it's not more so of a feeling of being lost is more like this is what I've been missing out on like this is yes. what we could mm-hmm. have you know exactly. mm-hmm. you know exactly. like this is how it should be you know right. it's it's more that exposure it's not like oh how do I fit in how do I hit the Dougie it's not really that it's <laughs> it's it's more like man like everyone's getting together like having events and stuff like that having fun like everyone knows the same songs so like it's just more of like an embracing feeling i feel like i haven't been to the east coast personally victor's talked to me about it so these are kind of his words <laughs> but i mean i've been places where like you know black culture is more prominent and well at the rate we're all going everybody in portland's gonna look like you bro I'm just saying, I think it's easy for like Jalen and Victor and I to like sit here and say like, we don't have a problem like feeling comfortable just because like, I mean, we all went to like private school and like we were around like 
a lot of white people and like they were around black people like in their neighborhoods and in their families but like I'm just trying to think of like a kid that maybe didn't like have the same type of I mean I know I, I, have, I have friends who are black who didn't grow up around black people and like it's not like people I feel like people make this huge deal about like when you realize you're like blackness to like adapt to a culture like you don't have to do that but like if that's something you want to do I guess but like I don't know, like, my friends personally, like, who grew up around mostly white people who are black, like, they still, they don't talk like they're from the hood or anything like that, or, like, <clears throat> they might still listen to, like, some alternative, like, rock music, like, they're not ashamed of that, that's what they grew up around, and that's what they partake in, that's what they like, you know, your taste developed from, like, what you grew up around, but, I mean, I don't really see a need to, like, just convert someone to black culture if they didn't grow up in it. No, I feel you. No, I mean, I was just making a joke by saying like, everybody's gonna look like you because there's so many African American males dating white, I mean Caucasian women. <laughs> Is there really? I don't know. It's it's. I don't, bro. That's how you and I are both here. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was an anomaly. I'm kidding. I no, I definitely feel you. No, I mean, I just, I it's it's a rare occasion. Like pretty soon, like you're it's there's never gonna be i've never i probably since i've been in portland over the last two years i've probably seen maybe five out in public black on black relationships seriously mm -hmm. hey i'm right with you though to be honest five i want to say five Really, I don't just because of it, just because it's and I like think, a number I think of time. It's, people don't even yeah. people, when people see me and Michaela walking around, I don't think people are shocked. I th well, people think we're related. I don't know. You you live out in Beaverton, though. So. <laughs> no, nah, bro, it's everywhere. I'm, I'm everywhere. That's true. He's all over Portland. Um, I don't know. I mean, is anything wrong with that? I don't find anything wrong with it. Love is love, but uh, <laughs> exactly. I feel like you're right. <laughs> As simple as that, but I mean, it's it's just that's just how maybe it is in Portland. I mean, there's I, no black women here. There's a lot of black women here, but maybe but, young brothers aren't interested into these black women. But why which is, is a great segment to oh, which is where that's you on top of this. Okay, you know, just, we got this synergy today. I, I like it, which stems from how I started my whole culture questionnaire and and research uh i had a friend who posted on her ig story um two two black women it was a poll and it was like do you feel like you're overlooked by black men in portland and a black you you asked this question no 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 my friend is she is but who's a black woman mm -hmm. she posted on her ig story and asked to to black women do you feel like you're overlooked by black men in portland how does she know that only black women responded to that you well you can you can see the results okay got you got yeah you, you got can you. see the results i, I voted just because what i want to see what the percentage what'd was what do you say i click yes i feel like they black women are overlooked right? because of pretty much what we just talked about there's a lot of interracial relationships there's in a portland. lot of jaylens <laughs> so <laughs> it's like is you know and the, the statistics <laughs> were the only insane it was probably like Seven, last time I checked, I believe it was seventy-eight percent yes and twenty-two percent no. Insane. And is this for like dark skin, light skin? It's like black, 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 women black in as general. A whole, black in general. As a whole. And I mean, herself who posted, she's light skin complexion. So, uh, I mean, it's it's everyone, you know. And mm. wow. I I just personally agree. So that's kind of how I got to the whole culture thing because I was like, you know, black culture, culture itself, you know, who. Yeah people who live here um and yeah i just i was i wasn't sh surprised but i was still just like wow like they put in perspective you know do you exactly think, do you think that do you think that the reason is because there's there's a, a bigger population of caucasian women here in portland than there isn't or or is it because black men black men are just yeah, like that's that's a great it's a great question. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, it is. I, but like, should it be the black man's duty to like only wife up black women? Like, that's a <laughs> no. that's a weird responsibility. <laughs> like, how are you gonna cast that responsibility on someone? Like, I don't you gonna raise someone? I, I mean, to listen to a bunch of black men talk about this. I'm okay. Hold on. I, I want no no no. I, exactly. no, no, no I'll, I'll get to what I was gonna say, but I want Michaela to say what she has to say. I mean, I have a lot of things to say. Oh, but here we go. Let's <laughs> I don't have enough time. 
But I just think it's very interesting to me how black women and women of color historically are put down for these attributes that they have, but then white women who go and get surgery or use lip plumpers or whatever it is to enhance these features and enhance these attributes are now like being praised for them. Like it's just like sick to me. So that's just how I feel, but everybody can dig it who they want, have a great day and like go on with your life. But it's just like, I agree with that statement like 100% and I wish I could have voted on that because like I didn't even see that on her So Michaela, when, when, when black women are saying they feel like they're, um, what's the word, not underrepresented, but like not being noticed in that sense, is that more like what things is it like society? Is it black men? Is it racial or, or, or wealth inequality? Like what kind of things are you pointing at? Like these are the reasons why I think we're like literally like the one of the most like under like appreciated groups in the world i mean yeah and i just i don't know why that is but i just think it's interesting to like sit back and see like celebrities and even like girls that i know here like you know just like getting enhancements to like enhance these parts of their bodies that like aren't genetically there yeah um i like how you put that i mean it's just like whatever i don't know it kind of is just like frustrating to me because there's like a lot of stereotypes about black women being like aggressive Mm -hmm. and like non-black women and non like latina women like being submissive and i'm not saying i agree or disagree yeah like on the radio but it's like i think that's a big thing that plays into it too is like I think a lot of black men already feel inferior in society and so some people might justify dating a certain race or ethnicity to feel superior or like powerful in that relationship so that's crazy I mean, it's kind of like weird but do you boo i love black women so <laughs> i love me a black woman <laughs> oh my god strong black woman <laughs> That's not always true, though. Uh oh, uh oh. What are you talking about? I've been with a black woman for five years of my life. Personal hour of this show. (laughs) 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 A strong black woman. (laughs) (laughs) That's that old school uh, kind of black man laugh right there. (laughs) 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 You sound about thirty-five just now, bro. Strong black voice. I thought, I thought you was wearing some leather sandals for a second. No, oh, deep waves, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man. So, so Bro, like, so wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. Let the song vibe no, out. No, okay, we're about to say it. So this, this issue today. was like one thing that I noticed when I moved to VA. And I mean, just being around mostly black. Well, here's the thing. Norfolk is, it's one of... Like, it does have a, a higher population of black people uh, as far as cities in the U.S., mm-hmm. but it's still predominantly white. But it's just, I mean, it, it felt like 50-50, actually. But, I mean, as far as being there and knowing how much more appreciated black women were there and then coming back to Portland and seeing how underappreciated they are here like it's the difference is kind of mind-blowing you know i was a, just i think it's more so just like the east coast and yeah, the south actually i mean yeah. it's it's not just yeah. virginia it's like almost the whole east coast yeah. and, then, and then in the south and wherever else you know uh and <clears throat> it, it frustrates me because you know uh it it puts things into a whole different perspective, and I agree 100% on what Michaela just said. Uh, and it's like, if I didn't know about these things, if I wasn't exposed to these things, I I would be kind of clueless. Like, I I don't think, I don't know if I would have had a proper opinion uh, or been able to vote on that poll because mm-hmm. I just don't know, you know? Uh, I mean, that's why... I make the songs I make. Like Coconut Oil Shawty probably wouldn't have been made if I didn't go to Virginia, to be honest. Like 
Because it was just like a new I would have fa- made it. And you wouldn't have. <laughs> it would have been. Psych. <laughs> I thought it was. Vic, Vic, he's trying to get a feature, you know. Right? That's what happened right there. It was just like a whole, it was like a newfound appreciation. I mean, like, I, most of my family is filled with black women. So I ha- I've had those. Black women. I've had those uh, <laughs> those leaders in Say my life. Say it loud, child. Say it loud. I've been raised mainly by black women. I've raised by women, black women. You know, <laughs> two older sisters. Uh, my mom. Um, and and it's, I, I don't know. Just like, just knowing, knowing that is, uh, it's really sad, actually, and I wish I wish it could change. It's, I mean, as far as like the what was being oh, over, yeah, overlooked, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it probably won't change as far as being in Portland, unless nah, unless it's only the, gonna get worse. Yeah, it probably There's gonna be will. more Jalen's running around. <laughs> well, like, Anthony's here too, it. man. Like <laughs> he's the lighter of the lighter skin, so I'm getting the pass. He gets the pass. Uh, no, nah, that's because you got a ten. <laughs> okay, we gotta start wrapping yeah, it up. Yeah, I figured. Uh, but right. I mean, it's it, it won't change. It won't nah, change. It, it won't. And, and I'm, Portland is it's a growing city. We have a lot of people moving from out of state here. Um, there's all kinds of ethnicities that are moving here. I mean, it's not just like it's one one ethnicity, but it's it's I don't know. I don't I don't know like where it would go. What were you saying? The festival. Festival. Oh, festival. go ahead. Okay, you guys, I just need to say this quick announcement. It's about the 8th annual Nadaka Community Festival. It's Saturday, August 18th from 12 to 3 p.m. at Nadaka Nature Park. Um, And that's at 17615 Northeast Gleason. It's like right on Gleason by the Starbucks. And I think it's like in Albertsons and Gresham. There will be live music, Aztec dancers, scavenger hunt, live education, birds, games and crafts, community organizations, face painting, free hot dogs and much more so please come out um you can volunteer or you can just come and bring your family it's completely free shout out to michaela always making moves in the community proud of you black woman <laughs> had to put it out there i know right hey dale's already playing the last song so i'm just gonna say good night um portland and hope you enjoyed today's hope episode you enjoyed today's episode it's been real it's been cc radio we out see y'all next week deuces You are tuned to KBOO Portland. KBOO Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of Facing America's Nuclear Legacy, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and the Pacific Islands, on Monday, August 6th at 6 p.m. at the Japanese American Historical Plaza in Portland. Facing America's Nuclear Legacy will remember the victims of the August 6th and August 9th, 1945 atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Speakers will discuss the lasting impacts of decades of nuclear weapons testing, the nuclear weapons situation between the United States and North Korea, the toxic cycle of nuclear weapons production, and more. Again, that's Facing America's Nuclear Legacy, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and the Pacific Islands, on Monday, August 6th at 6 p.m. at the Japanese American Historical Plaza at Northwest NATO Parkway and Cooch Street in Portland. More information is available at kboo.fm on the right-hand side of the homepage under Community Events. Dr. Zom's Stereo Obscure. Offbeat sounds for talented listeners. Broadcasts every other Wednesday at 10 p.m. That's Dr. Zom's Stereo Obscura, every other Wednesday from 10 to midnight, here on your community radio station, KBOO Portland.
good afternoon. I get home from school. My dad says we're all going to the drive-in. Double features on my.